Triple M, Mining HQ. Hello and welcome to Mining HQ, your go-to show for everything happening in the mining industry. I'm Pablo Miller and coming up on today's edition, Chris Lamesh is going to be sitting down with the editor of Australia's Pay Dirt, Dominic Piper, this morning. And they're going to continue their chat to review resources in 2022 and also cast their eye ahead to 2023 and ask the question, which junior explorers should we be looking out for? So let's get into things. Good morning, Chris. Thanks, Pablo. Mining HQ on Triple M with the editor of Australia's Pay Dirt. Good morning, Dominic Piper. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Really well. I am a paid subscriber. I think I've said that before for Australia's Pay Dirt. And uh, looking at the December-January 2023 edition, uh, your editor's notes, we're going to go through those with a bit of a wrap-up of 2022. Now, let, let's talk about the labour side of things first. What, what's your overview of the labour side? Yeah, well, it, it's been one of the main themes of the year, I think, uh, if you look back uh, over the last 12 months. Um, you know, we've seen um, at the start of the year, obviously, Western Australia was still locked down. We still had the hard border up, and then, and then at the end of March, it came down. And immediately we were struck by uh, the absenteeism. You know, everybody started getting COVID and people were, were leaving, uh, missing work and, and, and companies were really struggling. And I think it really showed why uh, the miners were actually quite comfortable with the hard border for a long time. If it meant keeping, keeping the, the, the virus out of the state, then it meant that, that they could keep operating, even if it meant they couldn't get people in from interstate. So we've seen those falls of, of productivity, but then obviously by midway in the year, that that first COVID wave passed. But I think now in the last six months, what we're really seeing uh, where the pinch is in, in labour, and I'm sure lots of your listeners realise it, is in uh, the fact that we're just not seeing those interstate and international workers return. And I'm sure plenty of uh, people listening can, can relate stories about how short-staffed miners are and and service companies are, and it's put a real squeeze on the ability uh, for companies to get the most out of um, most out of their assets at the moment because they just can't find the workers needed. All right, now we're going to talk about supply chains impacting our shores. I know fuel costs is right up there. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if labour's been tight, then then uh, supply chains have been even tighter, and we've seen. Early on, diesel in particular, obviously the price, we can see it at the Bowser as uh, personally ourselves, but for, for those operations that use a lot of diesel, whether in their equipment or even in their diesel gen sets to generate power, uh, I mean, those prices went through the roof at the start of the year as, again, global supply chains were squeezed, particularly with Russia's invasion of, of the Ukraine. And then it's really extended since then. I mean, we're seeing, talking to the miners now, it's not only labour, it's not only diesel, but it's also the cost of steel for, for constructing new plants and new facilities. It's a cost of even things like explosives. You know, uh, Russia is a huge, and Ukraine has got huge supplies of explosives. And so uh, the ban on, on Russia exporting explosives means that prices have gone up just across the board for even simple things like that. And I think we're going to see that continue because China is still adjusting to, trying to adjust its policy. Uh, where does it go with COVID? Is it, are they still uh, uh, pursuing a, a zero COVID policy. Russia is obviously still um, under sanctions, so we're really not sure where where things are going to go and if there's going to be any relief for the miners at this stage. Well, before we take a break, let's look at one more topic, inflation. Has that been a significant problem? 
It has, and it really, it really talks back to what we've been talking about, the rise in wages because of, of uh, labour squeezes and then the rise in the other costs as well. So inflation has really taken hold. And if you look, uh, as, as we do here at Peda, at the quarterly reports of, of mining companies uh, and even the explorers as well, you know, we're looking at cost ex- escalation across the board. Margins have been squeezed, costs are up. And really, because commodity prices have fluctuated right across the board, iron ore, gold, copper, nickel, or apart from lithium, everything's fluctuated. So miners are finding it really difficult to maintain those margins. I mean, gold has been hit the worst uh, with with new prices uh, and, and a lot of the low-grade new mines that are coming on are really feeling the pressure. I'm seeing several closed down. And then several others experienced hiccups along the way to getting the full production. And it's been really, despite having a record Australian gold price, it's been really tough for those miners. John, I've got to ask the question, when we look at WA miners, who do you think made the most of the year and why? Uh, Chris, I mean, it's undoubtedly, if you had to pick a... Uh, commodity for the year. It's undoubtedly Pilbara, uh, undoubtedly lithium, and in particular Pilbara Minerals. Uh, the lithium price has just gone on from uh, strength to strength during the year, and Pilbara is one of the most prominent independent producers. It's, it's, it's had a remarkable year. In the June quarter, it put about $450 million into the company. Then everybody thought, well, that's just an aberration. You know, there'll, there'll be the you know, they'll level out again in the September and December quarters. In the September quarter, they put on over $800 million on their balance sheet. Uh, and, and and we're expecting the same again in December. It's just a remarkable uh, story and, and, and really shows the demand that the world has for Australian lithium, WA lithium at the moment. And then you see that also with IGO, who only two years ago weren't even lithium miner. They were a gold miner. They sold out their gold and nickel miner. They sold out their gold assets and swapped it out basically for a share in a lithium asset. The Greenbushes mine down south there and the lithium hydroxide facility, Quinana. And, you know, they've um, they've they've made remarkable money this year. Obviously, you know, in particular, I mean, tragically, they, they recently lost their really visionary managing director. Peter Bradford sadly passed away at the age of 64 recently. But, uh, I mean, he's really set that company on the path. Uh, and his legacy is a, is a company that's going to be at the forefront of of my of 21st century mining for probably for the rest of the century. I mean, for lithium, it, the, the cost increases. I'm sure they've suffered them as much as any, but they just don't matter when the prices are increasing uh, more than more than the costs. Now, what about a good news story for the year? Have you picked one out for us? Yeah, look, I mean, it's very hard. You know, I talk to hundreds of companies during the year, so it's very hard to pick favourites, Chris, as you well know. Uh, and, there's, you know, there's lots to choose from, and at the same time, not many to choose from because it has been a tough year, as we've mentioned. But I, I think, again, lithium has, has been the standout, uh, and the nickel miners as well. And I think Pilbara Minerals, just a few years ago, they were they were really struggling uh, when the lithium price was down and, and they were they were on their knees really and, and looking as though the receivers were going to come in and shut up shop and now they're a $15 billion market cap company. I mean, and, and, and going further, they're going to they're, they're gonna extend uh, their reach right across the world and I, I think it's just it's going to go down as, as a modern day miracle when it comes to WA mining. In the gold sector, there hasn't been a great deal of joy, but I think uh, what we've seen this year is the grey mining 
and its discovery of the Hemi deposit up in up in the Pilbara. They made that discovery right at the very beginning of 2020, late 2019, and everybody was amazed because it's in a part of the world where it didn't we really didn't know there was that much gold, and they now built it into what's going to be a absolutely world class project. Ten million ounces, five hundred thousand ounces a year. This is going to be one of Western Australia's and probably the world's best gold mines ever. And it was only found in the last couple of years. I mean, uh, other than that, the diversification really across the sector, if you look at lithium, as we've said, uh, gold may rebound. We're seeing nickel back on the increase. Obviously, iron ore keeps doing what iron ore has done for so long. But we're seeing discoveries in rare earths and other commodities, manganese, vanadium. I think the good news story is that WA is no, no longer really beholden to a to a single commodity boom. If iron ore is down, gold or lithium or rare earths will be up. And if they're down, then nickel will be up. And if nickel's down, then manganese or vanadium will be up. It almost feels like uh, we're we're boom and bust proof now. We you know we've got we've got the full de- deck in our hand and we can play any card we want. Well, in just over three weeks, twenty twenty three will be unfolding. Which junior explorers? Should we have on our watch? Oh, it's a very difficult one. And when I go down the pub on a Friday afternoon, this is the one my mates ask me the most. <laughs> and I, I always say I've got just enough information to be dangerous. So, you know, this is obviously comes with a caveat that I would never give anyone investment advice. But um, I think what we should be looking out for is the rebounding gold. Um, it's still a record Australian gold price environment that we're playing in. So despite the cost increases, I don't think uh, the investors, particularly the international investors, can ignore Australian gold companies for that long. And there's some exploration companies doing some great work. The gold miners themselves are coming up really well. Then there's the lithium and the rare earths and the the international. I've just been in Canberra talking to governments and they're desperate to come to Australia and uh, Western Australia in particular and and get their foot on rare earths and lithium. And uh, they're coming to learn from what we're doing. But if I was going to pick a few, I think um, in the lithium space, Global Lithium Resources is a remarkable company. It's already had a fantastic year and a half since listing and it's just going to go from strength to strength. In the base metals, I really like Nickel Search. Uh, they're down in Ravensthorpe. They're not uh, they're not the biggest company around, but they've got a really clever uh, management team and board and really passionate and got doing some really innovative exploration. So I think um, I think they're one to watch in that space. And then in gold, it's uh, it's it's not particularly new, but it's a it's a really dynamic company. It's Alto Gold. They've got uh, the ground around sandstone. They've got uh, a lot of opportunity there at the Lords. Uh, deposits they've got a lot of ounces already and they've come up with some really interesting strategies around defining more ounces so if i was looking for a little gold junior that's maybe a little bit ignored i'd I'd be having a look at um uh, alto metals but again of course do your own research because you know my other big prediction for the end of 2022 is obviously that england will win the world cup (laughs) we wish them all the best now the last question i think i know the answer here but i want to hear it from you the hottest commodity and why uh, look, I, I'm going to have to go with rare earths ah. because I've been talking to the – I was at the U.S. Embassy talking to um, uh, the guys there and they're desperate to bring uh, the, the new ambassador, Caroline uh, Kennedy, one of the you know the, the famous Kennedy family. She's the ambassador for America here in, in Australia. Now, she's, she's already been to Perth once. She wants to come again. 
And their their message there from the embassy is we just want rare earths from WA and as much as we can get. And there's plenty around here. So I think that's what you need to keep an eye on. But I would give runner-up to gold and to copper because gold has been a little bit unloved this year, as I said, because of the, the low, despite low prices. And copper, I mean, when we talk about this electric vehicle revolution and this energy revolution, Energy only travels through one source, and that's copper wiring. So for all lithium and nickel and everything else we're going to need, we're going to need just as much, and if not more, copper. So any copper stock that you can see that's, that's looking good, looking the goods, I think it's got to be one that you've got to be interested in. Well, Dom, to you and the readers of Paydirt, we thank you for your time and wish you all the best for next year. Chris, thanks very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you this year, and uh, all the best to you and the team there, Triple M, and, and hopefully we can catch up in the new year. For the very latest mining news in WA, stream the Mining HQ podcast. Available now on the Listener app, L I S T N R.